The seventh tropical storm in five weeks to hit Vietnam. To see seven in such quick succession hitting one particular country is very unusual. As we approach the end of autumn, things start to warm up. Further wet weather to come as we go into next week, and if anything, early next week, it could get milder still with some tropical air getting pushed northwards. And leaves on the line. How fallen leaves do really stop trains. Passing trains trap and crush the leaves that are close to the railhead, and this results in the formation of a very hard and black slippery layer. It's Friday the 13th of November, and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. During early October, Vietnam was inundated with heavy rains, but this was nothing compared to what has happened over the past month or so. The track of tropical storms has repeatedly followed a path to Vietnam, and as a result, a number of violent weather systems have made landfall across the country, including Limfa on the 11th of October. Typhoon Malawi at the end of October, and now Tropical Storm Vanco. This is the seventh in just five weeks. Here's Julian Hemming. Julian, talk to me about Typhoon Vanco. First of all, where is it currently? And we're talking here on Thursday, the 12th of November. Typhoon Vamco passed across the Philippines on Wednesday as a quite a powerful typhoon. And this is only about a week after Typhoon Goni passed over parts of the Philippines as well. Vamco came ashore a little bit further north and had more of an impact over the Manila area, which is obviously the very populated capital of the Philippines. And in fact, in some parts of where it made landfall, there was as much as 350 millimetres of rainfall evidence of lots of flooding which is going on in that area at the moment. Now Vamco has now moved out into the South China Sea and is going to carry on moving westwards and we do expect to see yet another storm landfall on Vietnam. That'll be the seventh storm to make landfall on Vietnam in just over a month when that happens. That is really unlucky and I presume highly unusual. Well, we do sometimes late in the season see a proliferation of storms in this part of the world, particularly in times when we have a La Nina condition. So we see these strong storms heading into the Philippines and heading across the South China Sea. But to see seven in such quick succession hitting one particular country is very unusual. Vietnam is not a particularly big country, but it is quite long. So it's not just the same area being hit each time. Yes, that's right. The uh, north and the south of the, the country are quite uh, far apart. So a lot of these seven storms have hit different parts of Vietnam. So it hasn't been exactly the same part which has been hit by every storm. OK, let's just hop over to hurricane season, which we've been featuring a lot on Weather Snap. We're up to theta now. It's unprecedented in terms of storm naming since we've been naming storms. Yes, Theta is the 29th tropical storm of the North Atlantic season, and that beats the old record, which was set in 2005, of 28 storms. Let's now head east or west. It doesn't really matter which way, but we land in the southern Indian Ocean. What's happening there? Yes, it looks like we're about to get the first storm of the southern hemisphere season, and this will occur in the South Indian Ocean. There's an area of disturbed weather developing 
some distance to the west of Indonesia. And we expect this system to track further to the, the west and south over the coming days. So that part of the Indian Ocean is a large part of open ocean. So certainly in the near future, we don't expect this storm to come close to land within at least the several days after its formation. Julian Hemming, thank you very much. The onset of wet and windy weather during autumn normally liberates the remaining foliage from the trees. We lose that stunning colourful backdrop, synonymous with autumn, but there are other consequences. It can be a testing time for rail travellers. The impact of fallen leaves and branches on the rail network is a serious issue. Victoria Chapman is a scientific manager here at the Met Office. Fluoridation costs the rail industry and wider industry about £355 million per year. This is mostly due to performance and safety impacts, but it also includes the costs of prevention and mitigation. When adhesion is poor, it means that trains cannot brake and accelerate effectively, and this leads to both performance and safety impacts. For example, there are increases in delay minutes, altered timetables, Low adhesion also can cause critical safety issues, things like trains passing through red lights or level crossings, or overrunning station stops. Poor adhesion occurs when contamination occurs between the wheel and rail lines. So what happens is that the passing trains trap and crush the leaves that are close to the railhead, and this results in the formation of a very hard and black slippery layer. Another issue which is often associated with autumn challenges on the railways include the risk of trees and branches falling on the line. This is often referred to as windthrow by the industry. The worst conditions for leaf fall and low adhesion impacts tend to be when we've had a period of calm, dry weather with overnight frosts which prime the leaves to fall and then this is followed by a period of higher winds and also periods of lighter rain. At the Met Office, we have developed sophisticated models of leaf fall, low adhesion and wind through. We've been collecting data on when and where and how many leaves fall in autumn for the last 25 years through a managed leaf fall observer network. This has enabled us to build a sophisticated high resolution leaf fall and low adhesion model that can predict both the amount of leaf fall and also levels of moisture on the railhead. Our typical clients may be network operators. We cover a vast geographical area across the UK. One of the actions that our forecast might trigger would be for the operations centre to caution drivers on the move, or it might be that they'll send trackside staff out to clean the rails using citrus-based solutions. In the future, we are hoping to work more on the communication of forecasts and in particular towards drivers and in-cab technology. We're also very much interested in the longer term forecasting of leaf fall and low adhesion, so extending the time frame of forecasts for decision making. past few days there has been a distinct repeat pattern in the UK's weather with no part immune to some wet and windy conditions. Here's Alex Deacon with the latest. 
The weekend can be summed up as a wet and a windy. Low pressure systems moving in, bringing bands of heavy rain and uh, at times some very gusty winds, it looks like as well. Now, it won't rain everywhere all weekend. There'll be some drier spells. The southeast of England on Saturday morning looks largely dry. And northern Scotland with a, a southerly wind. Northern Scotland should um, do okay for largely dry and bright weather. May even see some sunshine. But elsewhere, sunshine in short supply. Heavy bands of rain swinging across the country and it will be pretty blustery. Now, it's going to be mild. Temperatures getting up into the uh, uh, low teens in places, but it won't feel all that mild with the wind and the rain. Sunday, well, we see low pressure still dominating. If anything, joined by other little low pressure systems swinging across the south. They could really lift the winds further, so it could get very blustery on Sunday. If anything, windier on Sunday than Saturday, particularly across the south. That needs watching as do uh, coastal issues. There's some large tides this weekend, so there could be some very large waves, and that could cause some coastal flooding. So yes, blustery on Sunday, further heavy showers to come. Again, it will be mild, no problems with frost in the morning, but it won't feel all that mild. Further wet weather to come as we go into next week, and if anything, early next week, it could get milder still with some tropical air getting pushed northwards, but that will also bring with it more cloud and further outbreaks of rain. So yes, it looks like a pretty wet and windy weekend all in all. Before I go, let's have a quick look backwards. Here are your weekly weather extremes from the week Monday the 2nd to Sunday the 8th of November. The highest max occurred on Saturday the 7th of November in Port Maddock in Gwynedd with a high of 18.9 Celsius. Benson in Oxfordshire had the lowest night time last week with a low of minus 3.7 Celsius early on Friday morning. Exeter in Devon had the sunniest day with 8.7 hours of sunshine on Wednesday the 4th of November and the highest daily rainfall in one day was on Monday in Capelkirig at Carnarvonshire with 57 millimetres. Thanks Alex. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir and the producer is Adrian Holloway. Weather Snap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.